Whether you're introverted or extroverted, God has gifted you differently than others, and he knows who will be a good fit for you relationally. If you're an introvert within your community or at a larger meal or party, you don't have to feel like you need to meet every single person. Crack the jokes and then drop the mic, walk away. Let God lead you to those people of peace who will love you for who you are. Extroverts are great for drawing a crowd and introverts are more naturally drawn to fewer folks, but they generally go deeper into relationships. We need both in our communities, we really do. Do I believe God has made me both in his image, like Jesus, and uniquely, and that it's good? And he's got people for me out there? <laughs> Do you believe that? How does God want to use me within the lives of others in community? Ask yourself that. I promise you he does. Welcome to the Everyday Disciple Podcast, where you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. In other words, discipleship as a lifestyle. This is the stuff your parents, pastors, and seminary professors probably forgot to tell you. And now, here's your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Hey, glad you're with me today. I am excitedly recording this edition of the podcast as quick as I can, because I'm kind of stoked. My daughter and her two kids will be over soon, bringing my beloveds to my grandkids. They're coming on over for dinner and then to spend the night. So I'm pretty excited. They only live like 10 to 15 minutes away in Tacoma, but Kristen's husband's a firefighter. He works 24 hour shifts. So sometimes she'll just come over to hang out, get a little fresh perspective, maybe a different yard or toys for the kids to play, a little help with baths and bedtimes. But Oh, they're my heart. And so, yeah, so I might be moving a little quick this episode because they're coming on over soon. Let me read a couple of reviews that came in. I think I missed these when they first came in. Let me read them to you now. This one is from W. Reichert. It says, let it be. <laughs> nice. Five stars. Thank you. He says, or she says, I guess it's he, my wife and I have been truly trying to live a kingdom lifestyle. And although we're having a very tough time finding others willing to join us, this podcast gives us hope and encouragement to keep searching for other people of peace. Thank you for this important week after week. Well, you're super welcome. And here's another one that came in from sleeperguy57. It says, real, all caps, lots of exclamation points, five stars. Thank you. So this show is the real deal. I've been to a conference where Caesar spoke and immediately fell in love with his ideas of making disciples every day, every way, by living as a missionary right where you live work and play. Every episode speaks to me. The idea of becoming gospel fluent is amazing and yet so foundational. Yet how many of us actually live this way? This podcast definitely worth your valuable time to listen and apply to your life and subscribe today. Hey, thanks for that reminder too. If you've not subscribed to the podcast on whatever platform you enjoy and listen to podcasts on, would you do that right now? Take a second, figure out how to do that, subscribe, star it, prefer it, put it in your preferences file, I don't, whatever it takes, please do that. And if you can leave a review, like if you're on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, whatever, please do that as well. It helps people, just like these reviews do, understand what the show's about, get encouraged, get excited, and join us. And speaking of joining us, please join us over on Facebook. We've got a killer 
group over there. You can search it up, Everyday Disciple Podcast. Join the group. Bring your questions from the episodes or just questions from the gospel in all of life. And myself, I'm in there. Others are in there as well as all of you. And so we're really smart together. I hope you do that. Join us over there on Facebook. And if you're interested in learning a full framework for discipleship and mission in everyday life, like a lifestyle of discipleship where your gospel fluency is just leaking into all everything so it makes all of life disciple making, I'd love to get to know you a little better, tell you a little bit about our coaching that Tina and I offer as a couple, two couples, set up a short Zoom call, get to know one another. If you're interested, you want to learn a little bit more about that coaching, set up a time to get together and chat, just go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash coaching. Everydaydisciple.com forward slash coaching. You'll see a little video, a little bit of information, little mini, mini little form. Fill that out, send that off, and we'll get together. I look forward to it. Well, once upon a time, we had a wide world of socializing opportunities. Local bars and pubs, intimate dinner parties, stadiums that we were going to regularly full of people we mostly didn't know, screaming and cheering, weddings, remember those, full of everyone we loved the most? Well, the COVID pandemic situation and all that went with it made many of those things pretty dangerous or legally impossible, which really shrank our social world significantly over the last year plus now. Well, as the vaccination rates are going up worldwide, in most places, thankfully, here where we live, it's very, very high. The floodgates of social life are beginning to reopen. Here in Washington State, we're fully open, back to no restrictions. And I got to tell you, it's amazing. It feels like I was just given a gift, which is really normalcy, and back to regular life. And so I'm loving that. But not everyone will want to use this regained freedom the same way. Even before the pandemic, introverts and extroverts engaged in social life in different ways and at different levels of engagement. Susan Cain, author of Quiet Power, The Secret Strength of Introverts, she says this, many introverts did come to appreciate the reduced social obligations of pandemic life and their ability to move around the world masked and anonymous. Some speak fondly of their masks as invisibility cloaks, and they're not that keen on giving them up. Hmm. If you're an introvert, did you feel that way during the lockdowns, the shutdowns? Was that, does that describe you a little bit? And Ayoma Nyaka, a specialist at Georgetown University, said this, quote, many introverts found they missed their interactions with others. She goes on, she says, as an introvert, it feels weird saying this, but I do miss seeing people. <laughs> well, of course, I, I think everyone was missing people to some degree. That's because we're all created for relationship. God has created all of us to be in relationship and have closeness and connection with other humans, with other image bearers. That's a big part of how we also connect to God is through community. So we've all missed that to some degree, regardless if we consider ourselves more introverted or more extroverted. However, post-vaccine, post-pandemic lockdown life will breed some differences between the extroverts who want to dive headfirst into a sea of other people and the introverts who are excited to see their friends but don't want to pack their schedule so full that they don't have any time to just be. 
And I'm a big advocate for that. I know as a raging extrovert, I have really enjoyed the time, sort of forced limited social engagements to just be and think and pray and assess. It's been great. So let me make sure before we go any further that we're all on the same page with exactly what extroversion and introversion is, what that really is. Because there's uh, some different thoughts and sort of cultural explanations out there. Extroversion and introversion are the preferences originally used in a personality inventory that was created by Swiss psychologist Carl Jung. Super famous guy, really smart. He did this back in the 1920s. Most people today may be more familiar with these terms in connection with the Myers-Briggs type inventory. You ever done a Myers-Briggs? Yeah, I call that the Briggs and Stratton. Uh, That's a lawnmower joke. Anyway, these terms, introverted, extroverted, are unfortunately a bit outmoded, misunderstood very often, and, and misused in that extroversion is not about being loud or the life of the party and introversion is not about being shy or antisocial, but that's just the beginning of understanding all of this. And I know that many of you have always heard it put or taught and so often hear people sort of using their extroversion or introversion as excuses as to why they are a certain way or don't like certain things or doing certain things with others. These personality traits and preferences have to do with how people get their energy and recharge emotionally or mentally, not social preferences per se. That's what introversion and extroversion is about. How do we recharge our battery? Extroverts draw energy from other people and interaction, while introverts draw their energy from within. They do so from within themselves through reflection, time alone. Mm-hmm. So it's not about I like people or I don't, or one is better than the other. It's important to understand that there are times when all of us feel more introverted and need to be alone or seek to be quiet. I seem to remember Jesus doing this from time to time. I know as I've gotten older, maybe it's wisdom, maybe it's just my personality is shifting as I continue to grow in life, I find that I need more time alone to think, contemplate, and recharge. Maybe that's why some of this time during the pandemics felt good in certain ways. Now, other times, because I'm an extrovert, I was jumping out of my skin to get out there and be with people. There are also times when even the most introverted among us will go to parties, function socially, have a good time, right? Of course, go to work, talk to lots of people. And again, Jesus did this pretty often as well. We all possess elements of both introversion and extroversion, but one will certainly be more dominant than the other. I recently read this. The first official random sample by the Myers-Briggs organization showed introverts made up 50.7% of the United States general population, and that left extroverts at 49.3%. That's pretty much right down the middle. Now, I'm not sure how those numbers play out worldwide in other countries, but I imagine it's rather similar. Wherever you go, we found that people are the same wherever we've been. So it's probably about 50-50 where you're at as well. But perhaps culturally, there's been maybe more of a case to hide behind those terms 
or use them as excuses for certain types of behavior or not than in other cultures. I've witnessed some of that. I'm not going to call out <laughs> what those are, but there's probably some differences of how they present themselves. But I'm going to guess the way God's made people, it seems like it might be about half and half. <laughs> what do you think? Now, to get a sense of how these personality types fared during the recent and in some cases ongoing pandemic lockdowns and how they are planning to approach life and mission after the pandemic, I had a chat with two of my good friends. They're a married couple that Tina and I have gotten to know really well through our coaching with them. So I'm going to bring them on in a second. They're the Lefevers. John, who's an extrovert, and his wife, Allison, is an introvert. And we're going to talk about how they have perceived all this during the pandemic lockdown and now as the things are reemerging and opening back up. All right. Thanks for being with me today. I, I know you guys are busy living on mission and raising babies and jobs <laughs> and all that, but uh, I appreciate you answering a few questions about your own sort of introversion or extroversion preferences. Uh, I've already said this, but just again, so uh, John, you are uh, more extroverted, you would guess. Yes. For yes. Sure. Alice, Allison's more introverted. If we had an imaginary scale of introversion and extroversion with extreme introvert being, let's say, a negative 10 on the scale, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying it's negative, but I'm just trying <laughs> to build a scale. I, know. I could have gone the other way. Okay. And the extreme extrovert being a positive 10, so there's a 20-point scale between, zero being neutral, where would you place yourselves along that scale and why? What do you think? Yeah, I think I would put myself pretty high on the extrovert scale. It's hard, obviously, to do the scale thing, but uh, I'd maybe say eight. Um, Eleven? Yeah, I almost want to go ahead. Right. I mean, she might say, like, just max it out as far as you can go. But I feel like that would make it seem like I don't appreciate any, you know, quiet time or alone time. And that's just not true. Um, But definitely recharge. When I think of extrovert, introvert, I think of what recharges you. Extremely recharged by being with people. The evidence for me is the pandemic. I like you framed it in that way. Um, for me, it was, I think two days and I was just like, I'm sad. I, I don't know why I'm sad. I remember telling Allison, I'm just sad. And, and that was the thing was just, I'm not getting recharged. I'm just draining. Everything is draining, draining. Two days. It only took you to bottom out the bucket. Oh, just, yes. It was <laughs> like a little, gosh. it was alarming. Cause he, I remember two days in, he laid down on the bed and he said, I'm sad. And he doesn't share feeling words like that. It was really, I was like, oh, that's, that's concerning that he doesn't do that unless it's really bad. And use it must use be really those bad. words. Use your yeah. feeling words, John. He did. He did. But for How, me, I, I would say, I mean, in the negative on the introversion side. Not a negative thing, but it's the oh, negative part of the scale. Sorry. You're right. You're right. <laughs> on, yeah. Man. Yeah. A six on that side. Six okay. on the introversion scale. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So. I would agree with that. I think that's something that's changed a lot. I think Allison has, uh, I don't know what the right way to say this would be, changed. She's become a little less introverted over the years, but recharge by yourself. Yeah. I mean, 100%. Mm -hmm. So for me, when the pandemic hit, it was about six weeks till I was like, you know what? I would like to have coffee with a friend. That sounds very nice. A friend, one friend. Yeah, only one. Yeah, not like a group. Do you think the pandemic has um, changed where you fall on that scale or made you reassess that number? I would say um, because we had been disciple making 
in like very intentionally for that to be taken away and us to need to be creative and to need to have uh, other ways to make disciples that were different than what we were doing and what we were used to was really um, frustrating to both of us because it was like there was only so much you can do while we're in our own stress of trying to figure out our jobs and our children's school and you know what does that look like so we we didn't like that being taken away i think as an i saw allison change in that she valued because she always dreaded is too strong a word but it's what's coming like she didn't really get excited about the group times especially outreach things of like hey we're gonna do a big thing we're trying to get the whole neighborhood you know all this was just like she's mega stressed um, but then by the, as now, really, as things are kind of winding down, we're looking to do a Labor Day kind of community. That's the first time we're going to be able to do like a big thing like that. Um, and, uh, and we're recording this in July. So, you know, like we're just kind of coming up to that. And um, it's, she's excited about it, I think, more so than she would have been before, just because it's something that we've been missing. Okay. Yeah. So, so even though you're introverted, Allison, uh, that desire to get back in with those people you love and community, even though it's a bunch of people. And see, I've been saying this all along. It's introversion, extroversion has nothing to do with our love of people or or wanting to be around them. It really has so much more to do with how we recharge. Yes. So I love hearing this. I love hearing this sister. (laughs) Um, uh, Because I think I really, um, yes, I val, I having it taken away made me really value, oh, people and the importance and why we're doing what we're doing and living our life the way that we are. Um, I really appreciated John's perspective. He really, he was groaning at the fact that he couldn't be with people and he couldn't talk and he couldn't impart wisdom or he couldn't teach. Um, and I was like, babe, this is a great time to, you know, reflect and be still and he was like that sounds horrible i don't want to do that um and i was really excited but yeah the the idea of disciple making and longing to be with people um in order to affect change and and help people move from unbelief to belief was really um i missed that and being able to reframe that and refocus that and re-realize what was important was such a valuable time that was good good for me to reflect on. Well, sure. usually there's a push and a pull between a, a spouses that are more extroverted in the introverted side of things. As you are moving forward and things are opening back up, I'm going to ask this to you, Allison. If you get, if you can design going forward this new level of engagement, how much love that are you wanting? What you had before, maybe a little more, a little less, uh, and John, I'll get your response to that. <laughs> well, I'm excited. Yeah. Good job going Allison first. Well done. Oh no. <laughs> I would almost say more because what more people, more big groups, mm. um, because I missed it because I saw the, the value and change and I'm recognizing that people have missed that and need that, um, and are responding really well to being welcomed back into our home and, uh, yeah, they've really longed for that. And that's like my mama heart is, oh, heart wrenched at that of, yes, I want to be your mama. Like, come <laughs> here, let me teach you. Uh, so yeah, more people than before for sure. And awesome. a little more, um, uh, before it felt haphazard of, 
people coming in and out and we didn't really have a plan or a purpose or things like that. And now I think I'm, I'm functioning with more purpose and more of a plan of how to more intentionality. Yes, more now, intentionality. Just so people know, when you say, you know, I want to mama them up or whatever, let people know uh, you're, you have kids and how many in their age, just so people get a little content here. We have two boys who are nine and seven. Okay, great. So I just, so they're not thinking like, oh, she must be a nice elderly. Well, you, you've got your, <laughs> you've got your own mama work to do. And, yeah. and, and yet your heart takes you out there. So John, what do you think of that? What, what she's saying that, how would you adjust that if you are the boss of the world? Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't adjust it. I'm pumped. Uh, and I think the, the, one of the big things we learned from the pandemic was to just, it forced us to slow, force me to slow down and to plan things more. And again, be more intentional um, like we had people over consistently through the pandemic, but it, it took a lot more effort to ask people like, Hey, what are you comfortable with? You know, where, where are you kind of at? What have you been exposed to? You're right. All that kind of stuff. And then we can like, okay, we finally, all right, here's the window. You know, we, we got to get together right now. Don't see anyone else between now and then. Um, and so that helped. And it helped even me to see that if Allison knows that a thing is coming, that's like a group thing and an extrovert thing, um, so to speak then she can kind of get geared up for it. But along with my extroversion is sort of spontaneity. So for me, it's like, let's have everybody over right now. Like I've called Allison before, like I'm on the way. I got three guys with me. I met them at the golf course. You know, we're going to come over and just have some drinks and hang out, you know? And she's like, uh, okay. okay. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, you know? that's part of that extroversion thing. As I yeah. was researching some of uh, that topic for this episode, um, that is, that is a pretty normative extrovert thing. It's kind of like, Hey, you want your battery? You want me to charge your phone while you're sitting here? Yeah, of course I want my phone more charged than less charged. So when you run into people and they're up for, I'll hang out, you're like, Yes. And mm-hmm. there, there's a, there's actually a benefit to that because you are getting what you need yeah. all right all the time and you can find, go out and find it. But when you couldn't, it was different. Yeah. What have you seen uh, amongst couples or even let's just say people in community that are more introverted and extroverted? What are you seeing now as things are shifting back towards more normal social rules and opportunities. What are you seeing? Are you seeing it kind of across the board? People are wanting to be back, you know, and be with yeah, people. It I would sounds say, like, yeah. I know we sure have, we sure. Oh have. yeah. I would say, I would say in our community that we're, you know, sharing life with the most right now. Um, I'm a little bit concerned about it. a couple of who are introverts. So introverts tend to not speak up as much anyway, in my experience. Uh, but they're like, yeah, because they realize we miss this we extroverts, right. For so long. So it's like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. But I'm, I'm as a, as like a leader, I'm realizing I, I, we can go too much, you know, like I need to still love these people and plan yeah. things out and write all that stuff. But as far as just the willingness, absolutely. Yeah. We've seen across the board, people being more willing. Yeah. Us too. What an opportunity right now. It, it's like last week, no joke. Uh, going back a week, uh, we were invited to, um, neighborhood wine club. Okay. I won't get into what all that is, but it's wonderful. And is as good as it sounds. Uh, two days later, because, uh, someone else from one of our coaching groups was in town and was at the wine club with us. And she made a million friends cause she's super extroverted and a people peace type of person. Uh, there was a ladies wine night at our house just two days later, boom, lots of people came for that and food galore again. Then there was, of course we had family dinner night in there somewhere, you know, mixed in. Then there was the, uh, 4th of July, uh, two or three meals we had to go to. 
ice cream truck in the driveway, all the things. You know, it's, it's been one thing after the other, and all of them, there's more people. We've been invited to people's houses that before, even though we knew them, never invited us in. It was always like they'd come to stuff. They'd come to ours. We'd see them at you know a neighborhood dealio or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's all changed. And I had given a statistic earlier that Myers-Briggs did a assessment of like, well, how many, what's the percentages of introverts and extroverts? Almost down the middle. Almost down the middle. At least they said that in the United States. I'm guessing it's pretty similar worldwide. You know, so I'm glad to see this. And I think the church has, we all have an amazing opportunity right now if we'll let the spirit guide all that stuff. Come on, yes. Because like you were just saying, some of the people who are more introverted tend not to speak up as much. Really has nothing yeah. to do with their introversion, yeah. <laughs> as we know. has to do with who do we think God says we are, and do I yeah. feel loved and accepted regardless? And so I can, I can go ahead and throw myself out there knowing I'm fully loved and accepted, yeah. mm-hmm. and I'm good. And then after a little while, I'm going to go recharge by myself. <laughs> it's okay. you know. We're all wired up differently, and it's yeah. all good. All right, well, one last thought here, or do you have any closing thoughts on how we can bridge the introvert-extrovert divide as we emerge into the sun again. Yeah, I think one of the things that comes to my mind and loving my wife has taught me this is valuing when she says, you know, I'm going to go to the coffee shop right by myself and just sit and read a book for me not to be like, Oh, what, what, come on. Can we do something? You know, uh, that that is something and that that's going to allow her to be able to do the other things uh, and especially coming out of the pandemic, right, where like now you really do have to make an intentional choice. It's getting we're in Georgia. So things are really open here in general. Um, and so like it's getting hard to not be with people now, whereas before it was hard to be with people. Um, so to still to not look at it as like, oh, you know, come on, but see it as an opportunity for her to recharge. So now she's ready to go. Um, so I just don't want to lose sight of that. Um, that By the I way, I would I would pandemic. term that the extroverted introvert, Allison. Mm. That you go out to a cafe to be alone to read a book, and you hey. know. It's, so there again, it's your heart showing through that. Like though, I'm gonna probably go there and be alone. I'm actually out with humans, so I'm open. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. you would go and put yourself in a closet somewhere. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> the well, extroverted introvert. That'll be your book. Mm-hmm. You could write. <laughs> I love that next book. Yeah. Um, I would say the same thing as John to just value each other. Um, that. Everyone has valuable things to offer to the kingdom um, and to really, I want to set things up. I want John to be filled. I want him to have um, good experiences and good conversations with groups. I want him to meet new people. And so I want him to function in that well. So I'm absolutely going to welcome strangers into our home that he met at the golf course because that fills him up. Like, I love that. Um, And just like he said, I've had to kind of explain, I need, I need some time. I need some space. Um, and he's been so kind and respectful and of that. But then I also am a good, um, I'm learning, still learning when I need to rest and recharge. Sometimes watching Netflix is just wasting time. It's not really relaxing. It's not really recharging. It's just wasting time for me, but sometimes it's recharging for people. And so I need to treat my resting and relaxing time as, as valuable time that it's time to recharge and get back out there and be with more people, one people, more people, um, that I, yeah, I get to do that. And that's really special to, 
to realize how valuable that time is in order to have more valuable time. One last quick thing. Sorry, as an extrovert, as I think <laughs> I, I like, I, I'd rather speak to a thousand people than speak to one. I just had a three hour car ride with a friend. I was helping with something and it's like stress. Um, but I'd rather <laughs> speak to a huge group, but I don't want as the church sort of for us to forget about small groups. Cause there were so many small groups that came out of the pandemic that were amazing. Mm-hmm. People meeting in people's homes and on and on. And even already just today, the guy I was with said their group stopped meeting. Cause it was kind of like, well, now we can get back together on I'm Sunday. I'm hearing this too. And I'm like, don't, don't, you, you got to let up here. Oh Keep goodness. going. Keep going. Yeah. So I don't want to see those things stop. So extroverts like stay with the small groups. It's still good. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Thank you so much for being willing to lift the little, little bit on your own hearts and rhythms and relational dynamics with all of this. I'm, I know it'll be super encouraging and I love you guys the most, you know that. And so thank you so much. Thanks. We love you too, Caesar. All right. Bye. Bye. Okay. So remember whether you're introverted or extroverted, God has gifted you differently than others. And he knows who will be a good fit for you relationally. If you're an introvert within your community, or a larger meal or party, you don't have to feel like you need to meet every single person. Crack the jokes and then drop the mic. Walk away. Let God lead you to those people of peace who will love you for who you are. Extroverts are great for drawing a crowd, and introverts are more naturally drawn to fewer folks, but they generally go deeper into relationships. We need both in our communities. We really do. Let me give you some diagnostics that you can use. So when trying to move forward toward a lifestyle of discipleship and mission as a more introverted person, ask yourself and the Holy Spirit these questions. How set in my ways am I? Do I love my routines more than I love people? Hmm, that's pretty heavy. Here's another question. Could I be hiding my selfishness or fear of man issues behind the term introvert or Shy? Oftentimes when people are extremely introverted and they've learned to hide behind that, there really is a, I love myself and this is how I manage what people think of me. Or I have a real fear of man and I don't like to be around people or talk that much because what if they don't like me? So the root of all that's really love of self. Here's another diagnostic question if you're an introvert moving towards people and mission. Do I plan for times of recharging alone after having been with a lot of people? In other words, if you are an introvert and you've been at work all day and you know there's community coming over tonight or you're going to be out in the neighborhood, how are you recharging? Are you planning for that? How could I improve on this so as to better enjoy the social times rather than just maybe avoiding them, making excuses for them? Here's another one. Do I believe God has made me both in his image, like Jesus, and uniquely, and that it's good, and he's got people for me out there? (laughs) Do you believe that? How does God want to use me within the lives of others in community? Ask yourself that. I promise you he does. Here's another question. Do I regularly seek the Spirit when trying to decide how often I'll be in community and involved with others. Do I seek the spirit in that? Or do I just knee jerk, put limits on it? Or do it begrudgingly? Or because my spouse wants to? Or do you seek the spirit in that? And here's the last question I have. 
Do I prefer and or understand the value of going deeper with those few people God may be calling me to? Do I see that as a good thing? It, <laughs> I want to encourage you, it is. Remember, you don't always have to lead the band, but you do have a part to play. Us loud extroverts need you. We need you. Now, here's some uh, diagnostics going the other way. If you're trying to move toward effective discipleship and leadership as a more extroverted person, ask yourself, and again, the Holy Spirit, ask these questions. First, what is my true motivation for wanting to be with people a lot? Is it to be a blessing and or get recharged? Or is it to be the center of attention or be in charge? Hmm. Here's another question. Could I be using my extroversion at times as an excuse to be loud or opinionated or seek to control people or situations? Well, I'm just a type A. That's how I am. That's how my father was. Maybe we're just using our extroversion as excuses. Here's another question. Do I believe God has made me both in his image like Jesus and uniquely and that it's good and that I need others with different perspectives and giftings and personality types. I need them in my life. Do you believe that? That you're both uniquely made and good and needed and so is everyone else? Ask yourself this too. Do I regularly seek the spirit when trying to decide if I should be out in the crowd or mixing it up? Or if it's a good time to speak up in a conversation and take charge? Or is it a good time to use my abundant energy just to serve others? It's a good thing to ask the Spirit. And here's the last question for us extroverts. Do I understand that while I can easily draw a crowd or perhaps make friends easily, I need others who can come alongside people and be gentle with them, listen, and go along with them for the long haul? <laughs> uh, boy, I know I do. I think I forget it sometimes. We really do need each other. And I believe God knits together marriages, families, communities, and churches with exactly the right types of people and personalities that he knows will most glorify himself and bless the most people if we see each other as image bearers and super valuable. So as we wrap up here, I want to encourage you, use this time as we're returning to a more normal set of social circumstances to assess your heart, your desires, your choices for engagement and not being more engaged. It's a good time to think about all this and make some new choices. Now, as always, I wanna leave you with the big three takeaways from today's discussion. If nothing else, you don't wanna miss these and you can get a printable PDF of this week's big three as a free download. Just go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash big three, B-I-G, the number three. Here are the big three for this week. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? Not everybody even knows. Self-awareness is a good place to start. So if you download the big three that I'm giving you right now, I'll include a link to a free personality assessment that takes only a few minutes to go through and you'll get instant results to see where you fall on the extroversion to introversion scale. One personality type is not better than the other. We need both. And your growing self-awareness will serve you and others that you love. Number two, 
Seek to build teams and community with those who are different from yourself. Learn to be gracious and patient as you grow more accustomed to and appreciative of those differences. That takes intentionality and that takes humility. Let the gospel spoken into your own life and those in your community bring out the you that God intends you to be for his glory. And third, plan your social schedule to allow you to recharge emotionally in ways that best suit your personality. Don't hide behind your introversion or extroversion as excuses not to be with people or to always be with people and be the center of attention. A little advanced preparation will open you up to new horizons and relational depth. Ask the Holy Spirit to guide you in all of this. God knows what the day ahead holds, and he knows you better than you know yourself. So you can ask him to guide you in this. All right, that's a lot to think about. And just as a reminder, before I wrap up, if you're interested in the coaching that Tina and I offer looks like, learning a full framework of discipleship and mission and how the gospel speaks into everything, all the stuff we've been talking about and everything, I'd love to set up a short Zoom call, get to know you better, answer any questions you have. Just head on over to everydaydisciple.com forward slash coaching and all the information you need to do that will be right there. All right, well, time's up. Join me next week as we're going to discuss the missional movement. Is there such a thing? Did it happen? Is it still happening? Did it work or fail? Should we be steering our family or church community toward missional living? With more outward focus happening these days, it seems that we should talk about this. So we will. It'll be fun. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us today. For more information on this show and to get loads of free discipleship resources, visit everydaydisciple.com. And remember, you really can live with the spiritual freedom and relational peace that Jesus promised every day. 